Women Taking the Lead, bonus episode number 12. When you stand up for yourself as a woman, you stand up for all women. How true is that? Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I have a topic that really came together for me over the past few weeks, and I wanted to share my thoughts with you. I don't think it will come as a surprise for anyone that in the past year, I've spent a lot of time contemplating our position as women in the workplace, in the home, and in society, more than I ever have in the past. Multiple conversations per week flow into more conversations and more pondering, and sometimes I admit I get a little overwhelmed, like I'm trying to crack a code that no one has been able to solve yet. And there are many reasons why, as women, we are faced with bias and some are out of our control. However, what I've come to see as the biggest obstacle to our confidence and equal opportunities is ourselves. Collectively, it is our own self-imposed limits that are having the greatest impact on the slow progress we've had as women. And stay with me for a bit. I have a story from my own experience. In grammar school, my peers and I were assigned in work groups based on what our ability was believed to be in certain subjects, and the teacher taught each group according to this criteria. When I was in the third grade, I was in the middle reading group in school, and at some point during the year, my teacher met with my parents to propose moving me to the higher reading group because the workload in my level was too easy for me. The change was made, and the problems began. (laughs) I wasn't finishing my work, and it wasn't at the same caliber it had been. My peaceful existence in the third grade suddenly changed. I was publicly ridiculed by my teacher and accused of being lazy. My teacher seemed to look for opportunities after that to criticize me. In the third grade, I began wetting myself at school. And luckily, in the fourth grade, I had a wonderful and compassionate teacher, and I worked hard to prove myself worthy of her kindness. I excelled in school right through the sixth grade and was always in the top groups. Then, when transitioning to Catholic school in the seventh grade, I tested into the middle level again. I was shocked by that, having been in all top levels since the third grade, but it was explained to me that Catholic school was harder than public school, and I was actually an average student in this new system. I wasn't happy, but I accepted what I was told. Until high school, when I tested into the highest level once again. However, after two years of being in the middle level and at an older age, when these beliefs become more firm, I could not accept this change. My parents were pleased, but I was not. I was freaked out. Remember the last experience I had when moved into a higher level? The thought that ran through my head as I sat in the classroom on that first day of school was, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I'm going to fail. And this was reinforced when a girl from my previous school, who had been in the highest level, looked at me with surprise when she walked into the room that first day and asked what I was doing there. I transferred this thought to my new classmates in the room. It didn't matter that they didn't know me. In my mind, they knew I was a fraud and that I shouldn't be there. For weeks, I begged. 
I pleaded and lashed out in anger at my parents and my guidance counselor. They wouldn't budge. I had tested well and I belonged in the honors level classes. In their mind, that was that. Case closed. Well, long story short, I intentionally flunked biology that first quarter and my parents and guidance counselor, much to their chagrin, agreed to move me down two levels to the middle level once again. Do you know it took me the next two and a half years to get back into the honors level classes? The reality was I didn't belong in the middle level classes. It was only after meeting an amazing teacher who helped me to begin changing the beliefs I had about my abilities, reinforced by other teachers around me, that I could begin to see I had been wrong about myself. Until I changed the belief I had about myself that I was only an average student, I could not excel in school. This isn't just the case with me. This happens to us all, and it happens all the time. We create an outward reality that reflects the internal beliefs we have. The two have to connect. This is the crux of the work I do with my clients. When they change their limiting beliefs about themselves and what's possible, they suddenly have this renewed energy and confidence to take action or to take new actions. With these new actions, things start to change and they start getting the things they've always wanted but couldn't seem to make a reality, be it better relationships, more money, or to finally write their book. Until we as women are willing to believe that we are worthy of more, that we deserve the right to speak up and advocate for ourselves, to be treated well, what we will get is what we've always gotten. And isn't it time you got something different? I saw a meme on Facebook recently that stated, when you stand up for yourself as a woman, you stand up for all women. How true is that? Well, I hope this was helpful for you. Give me your feedback by commenting on the post that accompanies this episode or by leaving me a rating and review in iTunes. I see and appreciate all the feedback I get there. And it also makes this podcast more visible for those who want to be in community and get support from others just like them. So thank you so much. And here's to your success. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.